Hey, BSN listeners, we're excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. StravaCraft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. The reviews are incredible, so check them out. The CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has helped decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is all-natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty and couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use code BSN2019 at checkout and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Jokic dribbles behind his back. Gary Harris, he goes baseline, reverse side, layup off the window and down with that English spin move again. Rebound comes down to Jokic in the front court. Beasley, he's got an alley-oop. Dump! Two hands! Jamal Murray, Martin dumped it all. Joker put it back up and in! Murray for three! Yeah! This thing is over! Balling like we Jokic, Jokic, And welcome, everyone, to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Total Bev. I'm your host, Andre Simone, filling in for Harrison Wind once again. I can't wait to talk about all the international basketball that went on with Juancho, Mason Plumley, Jokic over the weekend, stuff we might have missed, all in prep for the FIBA World Cup starting August 31st. Cannot wait. Harrison will be back in time, hopefully. I haven't been banished from the pod by that point. He'll still allow me on to geek out on some international basketball. I want to do a little draft retrospective too. We'll probably get into a two-parter with that. So lots to do. But before we start that, I want to tell you about our presenting sponsor, Total Bev, which delivers to most of the metro area from Lakewood to Boulder and from Aurora to Brighton. And they have the lowest prices in the state. They now offer CBD products. That's right. From drinks to gummies, you can enjoy CBD products on your next visit. Don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more. And better yet, don't leave the comfort of your home and get it delivered as they do because they are legends, truly. Well, I was torn. Shall I start with Team USA? And Mason Plumley, who officially made the roster. And, uh, geez, I'm torn about that too because uh, it came due to Cal Kuzma's injury. He's definitely better than Brook Lopez. But is he really what Team USA needs to bring home a medal? But instead of talking about that, I'm going to talk about the joy that is watching Nikola Jokic play basketball. I forgot how fantastic it was when I went back and watched him against my Italy in game one that they had a week ago. He destroyed us. I went back and watched the game that happened Friday right around when I recorded the last pod. So I missed that. wanted to catch you up on that. And then the latest game in New Zealand where Serbia did some really interesting stuff. Um, anyway, starting with the Italy games, Jokic played in lineups with Boba Marjanovic In the first game, they dominated with that Twin Towers type look. Uh, You know, basically every pass Jokic made when they were back in Europe in the first friendly between these two teams, who amazingly are in the same group, and they'll have already played two exhibition games, which, you know, is the type of stuff that, like, the NFL would never do. But um, these two teams have done it. In game one, when clearly, you know, Italy was still trying to get their stuff together, uh, Serbia was on a roll. 
have remained undefeated in qualifications. You know, Jokic just looked fantastic. Everything he did was highlight worthy, dishing it around, uh, killing it in the post, could do whatever he wanted as a passer or down low. Um, You know, defensively, his effort will be interesting, especially in those Twin Tower looks. Um, You know, guards were still going at him. He needs to attack closeouts more. Uh, but he did he did hold his own, um, you know. And, again, it'll be interesting to see how d- the defense works out in Twin Tower looks because, no, I, this isn't the type of high quality you'll find in the NBA, but these guards can play. Uh, these are high-end guards in this tournament. They'll run at you. So defending the pick and roll, when he switched out onto the perimeter, how he how he behaves there is going to be really interesting. And, you know, teams are going at him, even as a shot blocker. They're they're not exactly uh, scared of going at Jokic. And I think he's done a decent job in both guarding the perimeter when switched. Uh, you know, it's an improvement we saw all of last season. I think he's keeping up with that. He's definitely not showing any lazy effort. Uh, as a shot blocker, I need to see more. But just the fact that he's got that presence and, you know, true centers, NBA frame down low, does make him a little more intimidating than it does when he's with the Nuggets. But teams are still going at him. In game two, the one that happened on Friday, he played less. It was a tougher game for Serbia, um, especially since they kind of played their bench more. Jokic didn't play as much. Micic, their point guard, um, who I talked about in last week's pod uh, as one of the best non-NBA players in this entire tournament. Uh, Kind of a bigger point guard, great floater will go to score, but can also, you know, dish it out and be a nice pick-and-roll ball handler. He didn't play as much, so it was definitely kind of Serbia's B team, while Italy is finally getting some of its big dogs back and trying to play more and kind of rush, uh, getting some team chemistry going because they haven't had their full squad this whole time. So it was a tougher game for Serbia. Um, you know, in the end, Jokic ended up going 2 of 6, 0 for 2 from 3-point land, five points. He was double teamed a lot more. This was a big change that Italy made after the first game where Jokic was absolutely dominating and doing whatever he wanted. Um, He, of course, you know, from double teams made some really nice uh, passes. He did end up with two assists, four boards in 22 minutes, always starting off the bench, which has kind of been the trend this entire exhibition cycle. When Italy went small, Jokic, uh, dominated Gallinari was on him and he had his way you know found the open man with ease backed him down when he needed to Bogdanovich is really who carried Serbia to win 71-65 in this um and Jokic was not on the floor to close the game out against New Zealand which happened over the weekend um Serbia won 88-78 but it wasn't as easy as you would have thought especially since in this game they did throw out the starting lineup Started the game with the Twin Towers, Boban and Jokic finally starting. Jokic had that phenomenal highlight pass, one-handed wraparound leading to just a posterization. Um, You'll find it on Harrison's uh, Twitter. That was really kind of the highlight of the game as far as Jokic goes. He has had passes like that the entire tournament. It was so fun catching up on all this and being reminded of, oh, yeah, we are witnessing one of the great players in the world. One of the funnest, most entertaining, most creative, amazing players in all of basketball. 
and he is just doing amazing stuff every single game. Even if it's he's just playing a few minutes, just scoring five points, doesn't really have a huge impact. He's still doing incredible Jokic-like stuff. So it was nice having Jokic in my life a little more since I admittedly hadn't watched a ton of the Serbia exhibition games with him coming off the bench. Um, it's a real testament to how good Jokic is offensively and how much they're they're going to trust him, at least in certain matchups defensively, that he's starting along with Boban and is obviously going to have to play be the four in that lineup because Boban can't do that. Jokic, we'll see. Uh, this will be a big test for him, uh, especially if they stick to this once we get to the elimination phase and they start to face teams like, you know, the U.S. and Australia and France and I was almost going to say Serbia, but, you know, teams even like Lithuania, uh, even Italy in, in a more competitive setting, the fact that they'll go small ball and stuff, it'll be interesting to see how Serbia can counter that if uh, Jokic ends up having a guard, uh, you know, Gallinari, Datome, who's a you know fringe NBA player and can stretch you out to three. What happens when he switched on an NBA level guard like Bellinelli? Um, so that'll be interesting. Anyways, Jokic ended the contest with eight points, eleven boards, five assists. Really, really had a nice game. He did play more. It felt like most of the game, either Boban or Jokic were on the court, or they were in a twin tower look. It really Micic guy who I've now mentioned like way too many times in two podcasts, but hey, we're team Serbia over here, so you need to know the important players is gonna he's gonna play a key role. He played a lot more in this one as well. Boban ended up leading all scores with seventeen points, four boards. He was dominant in stretches, could kinda do whatever he wanted down low in the post. Um he's so fun. You forget where outside of the NBA where his athletic limitations because he's so massive, um how dominant Boba Marjanovic can be because of that size dunking on guys without even like lifting his feet. He's an incredible, incredible specimen. Um, so yeah, check those out. If you haven't, it's, it was fun seeing some highlights. Definitely check the New Zealand game out because that is where Jokic played more and had a nice performance. It'll be interesting to see. I think right now Jokic, when he's playing, he's trying to get his teammates involved. He's happily taking any d double teams down low. Uh, you know, down low, he's doing whatever he wants. Not trying to take too many shots, but he's he's getting the easy shots, the high percentage shots down in the post. Uh, you know, doing that Jokic type thing where he'll throw a shot off and it just gently bounces back and he'll take his own rebound and put that ball away. Uh, but it'll be interesting, again, when the competition gets more serious and it, it gets real. Like, there there start to be, uh, you know, getting to the semifinals is a thing. Getting into the medal rounds is a thing. How much more he'll be, uh, he'll assert himself as a scorer when they need that. Because that is something we'll want to see a little more on a more consistent basis with Denver. So I'm, I'll be looking for that. I'll be looking for how he plays defensively. I'll just be enjoying watching Jokic play basketball again. But the more we, the closer we get, the more it feels like there'll be, there'll be some important things to be seen, uh, to observe here at the FIBA World Cup coming up, August 31st. I can hardly wait. Uh, Spain, 
had one friendly. Um, this one was on Friday as well. I guess this was the one I didn't talk about, not the the Italy game. The Italy game I, I suffered quietly after last week's pod. Anyways, Juancho put on a perfect game, 11 points, perfect 5 of 5, 1 for 1 from 3-point land, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, he's going to be a really important player for Spain. Uh, you know, they're a, they're an interesting team because I think on paper, they're not the favorites. I think, you know, the U.S. is still one of the top two teams. France is still going to be right up there. We've hyped them up. After them, you know, Spain will be right there with Lithuania, Australia, a few others fighting to to kind of upset a France, upset a U.S., upset a Serbia to get one of those medals. And Spain's going to do it by running and gunning their high IQ team led by, you know, Marc Gasol and Ricky Rubio's passing. Um, it's it's amazing how guys like Gasol and Bogut seem like they've just found Patty Mills. You know, all these guys seem like they've just found the, they find the fountain of youth when they're playing internationally. They just look so much more impactful than they do in the NBA. Even guys like Bellinelli, um, it's just different. You know, their size plays up so much more. Their skill plays up so much more. You're reminded of why they're, um, you know, good NBA players, uh, even if not superstars or even starters. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, Juancho's going to be key, though. He's kind of the finisher on this, you know, high-paced, high-octane offensive squad uh, he brings a different dimension. He's, you know, and he's highly thought of. The more research I did for this pod and as I'm preparing for this tournament, uh, the more, you know, I was reading up on some Spanish articles. Uh, Juancho's really highly thought of and expectations are, are going to be big. Uh, this could really be a breakout tournament for him. And that's uh, that's intriguing. That's exciting for a guy who hasn't always been able to get a ton of opportunities with the Nuggets. And against the Dominican Republic, in this second-to-last friendly, I believe Serbia's finished up. Uh, once you hear this pod on Tuesday morning, Spain will have played their last uh, exhibition game against Argentina. So that will be fun. Um, that'll be a big test. Will probably be similar to Serbia, where they play more of, uh, you know, an accurate rotation of what they're going to do in the tournament. Um, but anyways, in this second-to-last tune-up. He was fin Juancho was finishing with ease. We already told you he's perfect. You know he's bringing the ball up after boards, um, and with his shooting, athleticism, which at this level of basketball he is one of the premier athletes on the court at all times. His length plays up as well. Uh, you know his energy is crucial. His ability to create his own shot especially attacking closeouts, attacking on dribble drives from the perimeter, maybe not exactly crossing someone over and shooting. He's more of, you know, that spot-up shooter on catch and shoots. But his ability to create his own shot at this level is going to be key. That could be something he adds to his game a little more if he gains some confidence from this tournament. Uh, he's just, he plays so well with guys like Gasol and Rubio and, you know, uh, Gasol is is a guy who compares favorably to Jokic, so that's going to translate as well. What's going to be interesting is similar to Jokic in those twin tower looks. How's his defense going to be? Because he's going to play next to Gasol. He's going to take some athletic force, some athletic bigs. He's going to have to guard on the perimeter. The DR, which you know is 
it's as you'd expect a slightly smaller team because they don't have a ton of talented NBA bigs. Um, they have talent. I mean, if you're in this tournament, you have talent. I'm not trying to say that. I hope that's, but you know, th they play a little smaller. They'll throw some smaller lineups out, especially against teams like Spain. So Juancho was having a guard out on the perimeter, um, not just on switches, just guarding, you know, threes and fours who are a little smaller, small ball fours who are really more like threes. Um, and so he, he did okay, but he also got attacked off the dribble some um, and did well against the DR. It'll be interesting to see how he does against slightly better competition. But, you know, Jokic is looking great. Juancho's looking great and has me excited about what could be potentially a big tournament. Uh, and uh, stay tuned because it wasn't all great for the Nuggets players, the th the big three that's in the World Cup and in these exhibition games as Team USA suffered their first loss in a long, long time. Luckily, it was just an exhibition game, so they can still get it figured out. We've got a full breakdown of two games from Mason Plumley, who also finally got himself an alley-oop dunk. I felt like we were kind of waiting for that. But we're going to do all of that in just a second because first, I want to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You guessed it. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic amber ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. I'm addicted to these. They're amazing. It sounds a little fruity. It's not. It's what they're calling a lighthearted Kolsch ale. But for those of you who have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. That's exactly right, exactly how I'd describe it. Look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on our website. We just launched it. Check it out. We're going to be adding events all the time and always drinking Breckenridge beer. Also want to plug that said website, bsndenver.com. Great website, great written content, even more great written content coming your way. It's a great time to subscribe, especially with the World Cup around the corner and one of the most exciting Nuggets seasons in franchise history coming up. You do that at bsndenver.com. You can use some of the discount codes that are going out right now. You've got Broncos Camp and SKO Buffs, SCO Buffs going on, or Go Rams. Also got the Rocky Mountain Showdown coming up this week. That's going to be entertaining. We're going to have great coverage for that. Use those codes. Subscribe now because we won't have a sale for a little bit here soon. Um, in fact, I have no idea when the next sale will be. So jump on that because that ends at the end of this month. Only a few days remaining. Jump on that or risk missing out. You will regret it. I promise you that. All right. Well, I dragged that on as long as I could because the U.S., Lost 94 to 98 in their second game against Australia. I broke down the first game in the last pod. We saw some intriguing stuff from uh, Team USA, you know, um, and uh, didn't really work out this time around. Patty Mills was destructive, to say the least. And uh, Team USA also lost Cal Kuzma, 
who I'm maybe admittedly higher on than Harrison, maybe than most of you. Uh, but I thought that that hurt because he could kind of be that that Juancho, right? That finisher, that that added layer who can add, who can give you a little more scoring because they are a bit too Kemba Walker dependent. And I think that kind of came back to bite him. It was interesting they started Middleton and Smart in this one, not who they started in the last game where they threw out Joe Harris. Kemba was starting. The only same starter was Donovan Mitchell because Harrison Barnes joined him. I guess Miles Turner was uh, one of the starters from the first game as well. They still went small in key stretches um, and seemed to throw out Kemba, Joe Harris, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Barnes. It, it helped them in stretches. It helped them keep it close and even take the lead in the third. It's the crunch time lineup they threw up there that got a great shot for Joe Harris in the corner to tie it up. But in the end, uh, they fell just a little short and couldn't really handle... I mean, the two guys who killed Team USA in this game were first Patty Mills, who was, I mean... Out, out of his mind good. Uh, so lots of credit to him. That's what Popovich came away saying in this one. Mills went off for 30 points on 10 to 22 from the field. Uh, but really, Bogut hurt, hurt him a ton too. Going 7 of 8 from the field in just 19 minutes, 16 points, uh, and 9 boards with 4 assists. And just like in the first game, Plumley was playing defense on Bogut most of the game. Bogut just tore Plumlee up. Brooke Lopez was even worse. Um, so defensively, you know, that's to some extent, that's what Plumlee's going to be relied on in this tournament is to play some defense and grind it out when Miles Turner needs to get some rest against all the talented centers that are in this tournament. We went over them in the top 20, you know, the, Valanchunas, the Marcus Sauls, the Goberts, the Jokic's, uh, Bogut and and Beans that you have in this, the Vucevic's, uh, Sabonis is a, a big, you know, and another big you can throw out on there, and I'm probably forgetting a few like Boban, Perrier, where you know France is going to go with two bigs, a lot too, um, Poirier, sorry, yeah, those French names kill me. So anyways, I mean, Plumlee's going to be relied on a lot, especially as kind of that defensive defensive guy, rim runner. Um, he's going to be asked to rebound, do all the dirty work. And so far, what I saw against Australia in those two games, even the win, not too impressive. In fact, a little concerning. Um, and I keep asking, is Kemba, is the U.S. too reliant on Kemba? Who's going to step up as a scorer? Barnes had a nice game. He went off for over 20. Um, Mitchell was meh, fine, I guess. 12 points in 21 minutes. Middleton's not giving you anything. Marcus Smart, I mean, it's going to be hard to justify him being on the court if he's not stopping and locking down Patty Mills. He he wasn't in the game in the final stretches, uh, so I guess he didn't get a chance to do that. But Mills just tore up Walker. Uh, he did whatever he wanted when, when there were switches and he was on the bigger wings. Mitchell didn't have much of an impact. I would have liked to have seen Derek White guard um, Patty a bit more. You know, teammates there, former teammates, um, they, they've intersected 
And so that could have, I don't know, that might have been more interesting because I got to tell you, Marcus Smart ain't it uh, as far as what, what we need here uh, to win some games. Obviously still just an exhibition game, but, but this one hurt a little bit. I'm, I'm not going to lie. As much as I'm Team Italy, uh, you know, Team USA is right, right up there with them. Uh, so, and then, you know, focusing more on Plumlee. Again, Plumlee's the primary backup center. Played more lo minutes than Brook Lopez. 10 minutes versus the four. Uh, you know, he added one point, three boards, negative four night with two fouls, both on Bogut and ones, which hurt. Uh you know, he's not getting feeds from the guards. He's not being used as a passer as he does in the NBA. He's a guy that looks worse than he does in Denver where he's he brings more energy and he's he has more of an impact offensively, more of an impact on the boards. We're not seeing that. He needs to, I mean, he needs to get those feeds from those guys and be utilized more. He looked better against Team Canada in a win of 102 to 86. Um you know, Canada kind of lacked the size to compete, yet it was close for too long. For uh, Second and third quarter were way too close. Um, as I hinted earlier, Plumlee finally got himself a finish on an alley-oop from Derek White. We need more of those. We need more of Plumlee touching the ball, being involved. He doesn't just have to be a defense guy who, uh, you know, is setting picks out there. He can give you a little more. This is a guy who can... Has a high IQ. He can be a dynamic finisher, especially at this level. His athleticism will shine at this level, as will his size and ability to run up and down the court. And again, that passing ability. Get the ball in his hand. Let him work out of the post. Let him do a little more. I just, if, if Plumlee's going to be on this team, he's got to play better. And this Team USA in general needs to play better. Ultimately, though, the U.S. did play... I mean, they did win 84 to 68. I said a wrong score earlier. Uh, my bad on that. Um, against Canada, got back on the winning track. This game, Barnes, Mitchell, Tatum, Turner, Walker started. Tatum's been disappointing. Only five points in the game against Australia, only six points against Canada. They're going to need more, especially if he's going to be featured in those small ball uh, lineups that they're kind of going to in the key moments. Um yeah, Tatum's got the talent. He's, I think, the only top three pick on this lineup. Yeah, the only top five. Jeez, he's one of very few lottery uh, selections on this team anymore. No, I guess that's exaggerated, but maybe one of the few top ten picks even. Um, so he's he's got to step it up. He's uh, one of the more talented guys on this team. Donovan Mitchell kind of asserted himself earlier. Uh, Mitchell's just got to step it up as a scorer. Jalen Brown did kind of lead the way with 19 points on 8 of 11 scoring, uh, shooting. Plumlee, better. He played less minutes than Brook Lopez, but had more of an impact with 4 points and just the board and uh, a turnover. So, I mean, again, not great, but he was better than Brook Lopez. Uh, this Team USA has got to figure it out because they do not look good frankly they just look like an average team that canada without any of its best players is e is able to keep it close with and at this point i wonder if they're even going to medal because i think australia spain these are teams that are going to give them a run for their money 
And um, yeah, it's gonna be rough. So with that, we're gonna close out that uh, that doom and gloom segment I just had because hey we're not going to dwell on it it's going to be a great tournament it's going to be wide open and that parody is frankly going to be fantastic before we do that though i want to tell you about green mountain dental group and how important taking care of your teeth is our friends at green mountain dental group are giving away a free sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. And I also want to remind you about some game-changing coffee from Strava Craft Coffee. This is CBD infused and it not only tastes incredible, but it can relieve everyday aches and pains, anxiety, migraines, and so much more. We read the whole list at the start of it. Check it out for yourself today. Receive 20% off when you use code BSN2019 at checkout and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. All right. Final segment. We're going to do a two-parter. And we're going over the Tim Conley era and how he's fared at the draft, which is really how this team's been built. And what's interesting is it starts off with a tale of two drafts. The 2013 draft, which is uh, interesting to say the least, in Tim Conley's first year, just have a late first, takes over from Asai Jiri, George Carl's gone. The franchise had won a ton of games, 27th pick overall. Not much to work with. Well, and they trade out of that pick for Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, they draft him for Utah, and uh, his draft rights get traded to one of their great rivals. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's hindsight's twenty twenty. Obviously, that pick was only made because Utah wanted to make that pick. Who knows if that's who the Nuggets would have taken. They were interested in trading down to get Eric Green. Oof. They also sent center Costa Kufis to Memphis for Daryl Arthur and the 55th pick, and they used the 55th pick to draft Joffrey Laverne. So a mixed bag on all of that. Ultimately, Laverne has had an NBA career, so great pick in the second round there. Though he never really gave much to the Nuggets or much of a return. Green obviously is in Europe right now, hasn't really blossomed into anything for them. And Rogue Gobert is the second best center in that division and a big reason why the Jazz scare you so much, not just in you know, taking the division title from the Nuggets, but hurting them in the um, uh, hurting them in the Western Conference Finals, obviously, and being a real contender out West. So to strengthen that team, to not have Gobert, uh, of course, who knows? Maybe Jokic never happens if Gobert's with the Nuggets. I mean, you you changed history, so you'll you'll gladly take what they got. Uh, but yeah, that Gobert. 
that Gobert trade that hurts. I mean, there's no way to no other way to put it in what has been a fairly successful Tim Conley drafting career with the Nuggets. That one, his first draft is uh is one that hurts. I mean, you have to regrading this, which is the exercise we're taking on, if that wasn't clear. This has to be an F. There's no other way to put it. You you miss out on Rudy Gobert when he was right there staring you in the face and you trade his rights away to the Jazz. And I wonder how much passing on that has kind of changed their outlook on drafting with guys like Michael Porter Jr. or even Bull Bull where I think a lot of the Tim Conley era, he's focused on guys who can pass, dribble, shoot. Don't overthink it. Just take high-skilled basketball players, and they'll reward you. That wasn't the case uh, with, you know, I guess in a sense the Bull Bull pick does fit into that. Aside from the passing part, he can dribble. He can certainly shoot for his size. But that upside, that length intrigues you. And Michael Porter Jr., to a similar extent, falls into that. Not necessarily a guy, a pass, but definitely a dribble and shoot guy. But again, high upside, high measurables. I wonder how much passing on Gobert has changed their mentality somewhat um, in drafting. So yeah, it's an F. It's like an F minus because you get nothing out of those other two picks and you you let go of a player to your best rivals who's going to make a huge difference in your ability to win or lose a title. Of course, after that, it all gets better because Tim Conley in the 2014 draft absolutely laid down the foundation for this entire franchise for the 54-win team that the Nuggets had last year. And yet they have the 11th pick. They trade down again, just like they did in 2013, and swap Doug McDermott for Yusef Nurkic, which turned out to be quite the steal. And... Not only does that McDermott pick turn into Nurkic at 16 with the 19th pick, they draft Gary Harris, who, of course, is one of the foundational pieces of this team. And as if that trade wasn't enough, they draft Nikola Jokic in the second round. Uh, I don't have to tell you that that is an A++++++ a million times plus draft. Um, like, it doesn't get better than that. They even draft Devin Marble, uh, 56th overall in the second round, trade him to Orlando. Fine trade there. Uh, this is one of the best drafts in Nuggets history, just because you get Jokic, but you also get Gary Harris and Yusuf Nurkic, who, look, they weren't able to maximize those assets, but they were able to get something out of that with at least Mason Plumley and two picks, one which was a Grizzlies protected first rounder in 2017, which I cannot figure out what that conveyed to be. I'll do more research to figure that out. And they got a second rounder, which I believe turned into Thomas Welsh. So, hey, didn't kill it, but great draft. That was still a very good pick to think that the Nuggets, Tim Conley, in a two-year span, drafted the three best centers, and eh, maybe three of the four because Steven, Steven Adams, I guess 
three of the five because Carl Anthony Towns. Anyways, best big men in the division, some of the best young big men in the entire NBA. Pretty impressive. And then Jokic, who clearly is the best player of all of them, the foundation on which this franchise is built. Gary Harris as well with that great trade with the Chicago Bulls. That is an A++++ uh, draft. Doesn't get better than that. One of the the best drafts in franchise history, bar none. Maybe we could just say the best draft in franchise history already off the bat. So there you go. An F- in 2013. Once he had the draft assets, Conley killed it in 2014. For the final draft that we're going to cover today, we go back to 2015 where the Nuggets are drafting the highest pick they'd had in a long while. They had it drafted in the top 10 since all the way back to drafting Carmelo Anthony in 2003. 12 years later, they're once again in the in the top 10. At 7th overall, they draft Emmanuel Moutier. That was such a weird draft. Um, we were all zeroed in on Christophe Porzingis or Mario Hezonia or Moutier with Justice Winslow. For a second there, it looked like the Winslow passing on Winslow was a terrible decision, and um, it really wasn't. Devin Booker is the one that kills you. Devin Booker gets taken 13th overall in that draft. And, yeah, that one, that one hurt for sure because having an outstanding score like that instead of Moutier would have been great. But again, you never know how that changes everything for your franchise, how maybe having, uh, you know, Booker makes it so that uh, you don't get Jamal Murray the next year. And how does that affect the franchise? So anyways, and Booker was never thought of as a top 10 prospect. It was always really between KP, Hizonia, Moutier, Winslow. They go with Moutier, not as good as Winslow would have been, but, hey, it wasn't a great draft. In the second round, they draft Nikola Radicevic. Look, tough draft. Um, they probably won't see the big Serbian point guard anytime soon. It's, uh, it's a top seven pick, so you, you have to grade it as at least a D since they didn't get anything else in the second round it's 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 a d i won't downgrade it to a d minus just given who else was available though booker was there so that'll hurt your grade um yeah that's uh so <laughs> that's some interesting first three drafts tomorrow we'll get into the other three in the conley era where it, uh, other four i guess it gets better, and we're still trying to impact some of those draft classes. And we'll recap Juancho's performance against Argentina at a big game there. Talk about all sorts of other stuff. I'll be here for a few more episodes. So thank you for listening, and I appreciate it. Can't wait to get into more Nuggets talk as Andre Simone, BSN Nuggets podcast. We're calling it good. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Thank you for listening. Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned business that has been a staple in Lakewood for over 40 years. Whether it's cosmetic, oral surgery, or preventative dentistry, at Green Mountain Dental Group, you will find nothing but the best. 
We have chosen Green Mountain Dental and will continue to attend Green Mountain Dental because of the superior care that we receive from them. Their facility is amazing and above all, it's the personal touch that we receive from the people there, including Dr. Ben Jr. and Anne and Mary and Sherry and Marie. They've known me of my husband, my children, and now my grandchildren and are just incredible with all of us. That was Annette. She's been a patient at Green Mountain Dental Group since 1976 and truly loves their service. Never did I think in 1976 how blessed we would be to recognize the people at Green Mountain Dental and are so thankful that they have been a part of our lives. For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just mention BSN Denver.